right, so this is something I've actually been wanting to do for a while. I've been on the gentleman you're about to speak to's podcast before. Uh, Vic, Dan, Dan, they do uh, kayfabe, uh, kayfabe culture, correct? Yeah, that's Here's right. You can find that on <laughs> iTunes, on Podomatic, uh, Stitcher, whoever else, right? That's or, right. Uh, Anywhere you find podcasts. And um, these gentlemen talk professional wrestling whenever they get together and do so. Uh, if you're familiar with this show, we talk MMA mostly, but every now and then I do a pro wrestling show. And so the deal is there wasn't a lot of MMA going on the last couple of weeks. And I thought to myself, you know, I don't think I've ever had like a good discussion with three dudes who are into pro wrestling probably as much as me, if not more, maybe a little bit less, who knows? We'll, we'll kind of find that out uh, as we get talking here, but I wanted to talk about pro wrestling in 2020 and where we're at, where we think we could go, where it should be at and, and what we could do, what we all think we could do to make the business better. So to start, all of us here grew up in the Attitude Era, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a little older. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah Product early 90s, I want to say. We had a Twitter. We were all in there. Yeah. The Federation years, yeah. I call it. Well, so, my fandom started probably, I would say, 87, 88. Uh, yeah, Ultimate Warrior. Right. Yeah. Ultimate yeah, Warrior, Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 6 was kind of my first exposure to it. Uh We'll, we'll uh, I don't know how to differentiate the dance here. <laughs> oh, just go tomorrow, tomorrow and Reyes. Yes. Tomorrow and Reyes. There yeah. you go. So tomorrow Reyes. Reyes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, your fan of starting the '80s. Yeah, uh, about about the same time. I remember watching. Um, I remember uh, WrestleMania Five. It's kind of the first okay. one that, right that I remember that. the the whole mega powers explode kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is this stuff, man?" And then, uh, I, as weird as it sounds, I remember going like to my grandma's house and watching like wrestling challenge remember at noon on like saturdays and sundays and whatever the other one was i remember that and then it became a when they were when videotape rentals were a thing i spent an entire summer like watching all the wrestlemanias on vhs and all the summer slams Uh just trying to trying to catch up with a bunch of that stuff that's really when it started yeah mid to late 80s after Uh, i was about 20 (laughs) when that was going down okay so i was i think 14 when the Attitude Era uh, first kicked off. Uh, Vic, you said your fandom started about then in the Attitude Era? Uh, ra- no, around, uh, I want to say, 89. Oh, okay. SummerSlam, SummerSlam 89, uh, Macho Man versus uh, Hogan was one of the matches. That was one of my first matches I saw, actually, and I was just captivated by it. But at the same time around that era, it wasn't just that. Um, you know, growing up in a Mexican, in a Mexican uh, household, Mm-hmm. I also watched a lot of the the old Mexican uh, wrestling um, okay. from down in down in Mexico, uh, oh, the C- the CMML promotion. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, so I got to see uh, you know just a lot of the old classic wrestlers like Pedro Aguayo uh, and uh, I want to say El Hijo del Santo. Mm-hmm. You know, just some of those classic. Uh, you know, I never I never knew that they, you could actually wear a mask in wrestling. Which was pretty cool at that pretty cool concept the way I saw it when I was a kid. So. Yeah. It's it's a it's a much different philosophy down there. And, and I don't yeah. I think it's changed a little bit and we'll get into that. But back then definitely like K Fabe K Fabe in the eighties was protected a lot, you know, 
a lot, obviously yeah. a lot more than it is now. The cat's obviously out of the bag, but in Mexico, like as, and Vic will attest to this, I'm sure even today, a lot of those guys don't take their mask off when they're in public or they're not pictured with their, Ray Mysterio is still doing that, you know, even though yeah. he reaped yeah, the they, mask on. The funny thing is that they still follow the rules, the basic rules from the, uh, the sports commission it's over there you know how it is over here i think back in the day you had to go through a sports commission pretty much all performers have to be tested blood tested physical you know to get a like boxing form yeah pretty much yeah in mexico it's, they still do the same thing and uh one of the rules they have there is if you lose a mask if you lose the mask in mexico you cannot wear the mask anywhere in mexico that was, that's like yeah <laughs> Well, hey, Mysterio never lost a mask in Mexico. He lost it in the States, so it doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah, yeah. so that's one um, of the major rules over there, I guess. Uh, Samoro, when did your when did you start watching wrestling? Dude, you and I worked together for years, and I don't even know if we discussed this. Oh, man. Um, dude, I've been, I've been in it as long as I can remember. Uh, huh? For sure, kindergarten. Mm. Um, I mean, it's... I remember Dan, uh, even Dan, me, Dan, and Rick have had this discussion before where we think we were all at the same wrestling event at the Orange Show. Yeah. Uh, San Bernardino. Yeah. 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 What, so, that would have been about 19, yeah, 89, 90. I want to yeah. around yeah, house, show, house shows. Was it the, yeah, you know what? And it's funny too the, how you, how you, we mentioned this because it hasn't Mick Foley, I think Bubba Ray Dudley and, uh, Tommy Drew have also discussed about being together on that same match with uh, when when uh, I think Snooker uh, uh, dived, uh, oh, dived the, the, the dive off the top of the cage. Yeah, yeah, onto the magnificent Morocco, and they didn't even know each other. It's almost the same <laughs> thing. But I think Dan, wouldn't you come to our house and watch some of the pay per views? Oh, absolutely. I, we started I, doing that. Yeah, my dad would. Um, my dad watched Lucha Libre too. I didn't watch it as much as my dad actually did. He. he He'd watch that, and he kind of grew up watching Lucha Libre a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. But once we got into it, he was the one that was taking us. My dad was the one taking us to That's the cool. house shows out in San Bernardino at the Orange Show and then buying us the pay-per-views when they come out. So Dan would come out to watch the pay-per-views because we've we, yeah, we been friends barbecue. for – Yeah, we'd barbecue. We were, oh, God, you were friends with my brother, what, like nine? So I've known – I was like 12 or 13, <laughs> so I've known Dan that long. Like, it's been 30 years, dude, that I've actually yeah. known Dan. Um Awesome. Yeah, but my friends would come over too, and then we it would just be a thing. Oh, the SummerSlam's happening. Oh, I get the guys over, watch SummerSlam. You, you know what? And I, my dad would make some stuff, and that's just how it was. And I'm so and I'm so jealous because I never had that luxury. You know, we were so poor that yeah. the only time I ever got to see a pay per view, I would pretend it's the radio, just have the the scrambled pay per view <laughs> channel, like if I was watching scrambled board. You know, oh, we'd have to work for it, ready. We would <laughs> yeah. have to work for it. My dad would make this oh, work wow. for those, the paperwork. And in those days, it was just the big four. You know, it was yes. just the big four. So it was only like every every couple of months. It wasn't every month. That would. It was happen. like what? It, it was like 20, 30 bucks around there, around that time. Yeah, it was like thirty. It was like thirty yeah. bucks. It was like thirty it wasn't bucks per view. So my dad, like, I'll get it for you guys. Yeah, I invite your friends over, and we we do that. And you know, we'd have to work it off. I think in the yeah. early nineties, the in your houses were like. 15 bucks or something because they weren't like three yeah. hours yeah it's kind of like a glorified big. house show yeah yeah um, and then as we get into the attitude era they started to become every month was like a big event so to speak um 
Well, then you also got the Monday Night Wars going out that also contributed to the Attitude Era. And, yeah, so I think know. the turning point for the business, we, we had the 80s with like the kind of the rock and wrestling, um, big, beefy, steroided out dudes. I fucking love the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, when I was a yeah. kid, yeah. who wouldn't love that entrance and the energy and everything? You know, as you get older and you start to learn about the business and, and you you kind of, I don't everybody's experience is probably different here, but for me, um, outside of high school, I started training to become a pro wrestler and taking bumps and learning oh, wow. psychology and all these things. And when I mm-hmm. see the ultimate warrior matches now, I'm like, God, this guy fucking sucked, but, <laughs> but he got over because of his entrance. I mean, that's, that's yeah. all he needed was to, to, to get over was to that entrance, man. And, and yeah. Hogan, you know, he wasn't a Kenny Omega, AJ Styles type, but he had psychology. He was able to get people eaten out of the palm of his hand, and that's kind of the essence of what it's all about, right? But it started to change with two things in the 90s. Um, They went through that horrible period where Diesel was the champion, and they had all these, like, horrible gimmicks of everybody had, like, a – T.L. Hopper. Yeah, <laughs> the dumpster drosy. Yeah, um, you know, Fraser, Bastard Booger, Bastard Booger, the goon, <laughs> the goon. I mean, all these like lame, like occupational gimmicks, like Bob Boink. Spark Plug Holly. <laughs> hey, 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 don't mess with Sparky Plug now. Hey, man, <laughs> he turned into hardcore. That yeah, was the Sparky Plug first. Yeah, it was that's Sparky right. Plug first. <laughs> um, but I think uh, obviously the turning point here was uh, a couple things. One is that's Hall and Nash going to WCW and forming the NWO with Hogan, and uh, WCW really started to take over by using all these stars that WWF had built up. And then from there, uh, Triple H fucking up on the curtain call gave the King of the Ring to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I don't think there's any doubt that the rise of Steve Austin is what brought the fandom to an all-time high. And the Attitude Era, I think, like, a lot of people kind of look at the Attitude Era when, especially if you're a teenager or, or a young man growing up then, a lot of people think it was just the tits and ass and the blood and gore that um, got that show to 10 million people every Monday, you know? And we look at the state of the business now and Raw is doing like a million and a half people. So <laughs> it's like... Um, What's uh, Dynamite doing? Dynamite is doing a little under a million. They've hit a million a couple of times, but it's pretty much it's a hardcore base dude that they get every single wednesday no matter what um so uh let's start with you vic like what do you what do you think is missing today in wrestling what what's the ingredient that the attitude era had that today's generation could use to bring it back to prominence uh man that's a tough one i guess i want to say maybe uh uh, imp- improve storylines, mm-hmm. you know, maybe re- reality-based storylines in a way. Yeah, uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot ahead. of thi- there's a lot of things that uh, that could make it better. I'm like, but then again, at the same time, you have to um, please the hardcore fan, which is the technical guy, the guy who loves pure hand-to-hand wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, or kind of like the MMA guys or the shoot fighters, you know, yeah. 
you have to please them, but you also mm-hmm. got to please the ones that love a good drama, a good story in right. a way. Right. So um, I, I think right now, well, with COVID, with, with the whole issue with COVID, sure. I'm like, uh, I think AEW right now has the, has where it's where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. Personally, it's my, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I actually, you know, what's funny though is that my, um, my dad, he always he's always uh, he always waits for a Wednesday. He can't wait for a Wednesday, because that's the only that's the only promotion he watches. He just watches the AEW shows, and, and it's more you know more high spots, more you know more creative creativity, you know uh, stuff you know, and it's and it's not like in you know with the with the E the promote WWE. Unfortunately, it's not. It's I don't know it's it's not really pleasing to me. I think right now the the only thing good that's going on with with that organization is is uh is the SmackDown is uh, the the Fiend character the storyline with Alexis Bl- with Alexa Bliss. I think that that storyline is pretty good. Okay, l- let Personally. me ask you, let me ask a question all around the room right here. Honestly, mm-hmm. Vic, do you watch Raw and SmackDown weekly? Uh, you know what? I don't watch it live. I actually record it. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch it on. I'll watch it either like right now on a Thursday, or mm-hmm. I'll watch it on a Saturday night. You know. There's, and you skip I'm through not, it, right? I kind of skip through it. Yeah. I just go through the main <laughs> stuff. I hate what, to uh, say it. What about but, you, Riz? Um. Uh, yeah, I record all of them. I record everything. I don't. Yeah. I don't watch hardly anything live. Same uh, thing. Uh, you kind of skip like around. An actual, a baseball game. Uh, I do with with the WWE stuff. Yes. I'll tend to I'll, I'll watch a little bit more of NXT all the way through, and I always watch Dynamite all the way through. I know. That's just the way that I know tomorrow's answer. <laughs> he for sure does not watch Raw or SmackDown, right? So, so here actually, here's what I do. Uh, I don't. I I do it more often than not, but I I do do it. Uh, I will. I have Dynamite recorded at the shop. Mm-hmm. I have. Uh, and if I don't, if I somehow miss it, mm-hmm. I have the TNT app on my phone, and I mm-hmm. just cast it to my Chromecast at the shop. All the TVs will play, uh, will play anything I want, whether it's Raw, I go through Hulu, uh, and SmackDown. And in fact, I'm watching NXT right now uh, from this past week. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I haven't seen I'm, it this week. I. I that's how I watch it. I don't watch it live, though. Usually, I'm either at jiu-jitsu or I'm still working. So, I usually, I don't watch anything live. I have everything either recorded or, or through an app. I just watch clips of anything I think might be in. I read the results, and I listen to Wrestling Observer, kind of get their recap on Raw and SmackDown. Mm. Dynamite, I catch when I can. I mean, part of this is because we're all adults now, right? And we got shit yeah, to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get yeah. that. Um. But I just feel like, I don't know, uh, when the Attitude Era was kind of rocking, um, it was can't miss TV. And- you know, that's the, that's the thing, Mike. It, it was. So both shows, so I was, I'm a little older than you guys. So both shows, I, I was, you know, the Attitude Era was going on, the NWO and the Stone Cold thing. I was like 20 years old. Right. Um, I, you know, I was already working. Mm-hmm. I was working at a, at a Kmart and, and we were there and all the guys that worked there, because there was a lot of guys our age that worked there from 17 year old kids up to, you know, I was 20 to maybe a couple years older. And we were all, we were all into it. We would watch now, it every week. Just because we watched Monday Night Football. Yeah. We're, yeah. We were so I, I, yeah. Right. I don't know if you remember this man, but all the guys there, we all claimed a little click. 
we had our own little NWO, like little factions. Like, oh, this dude, he works in this department. He's Wolfpack. And this one is, this one is Hollywood. And we played along with it, man. Yeah. We'd roll by and throw each other the little sign. You know, the uh, awesome. sign hey, and we still, we still we do, bro. What, what section you are. Oh, yeah, I know we still, we still do, man, but we all had sides. And every dude knew. You'd walk by one of your homies and be like, Wolfpack full. I mean, we're all buddies, but you know, it didn't mean like we were claiming little sets, and then we'd be, we'd be like, "I'm jumping shit, bro." What? I'm going, I'm going wolf back. You yeah. just would do it, and then you'd want to see what Stone Cold did because he was giving it to the man. It was like, come on, man, when he rolled out with that, with that truck and just sprayed beer all over the the McMahon's, you wanted to yeah. see what crazy thing he was gonna do. Yeah. That's what it was. Like, whose ass is he going to kick this weekend? What, is he going to drive out in a Zamboni this week, or is it going to be a beer truck? Like, which one is it? It, it yeah. had to be. It, it was. It was yeah. musty TV. What crazy thing is this guy going to pull off that's going to pop all of us? And, and that's what it was. And then he's sticking it to his boss. Who doesn't want to do that? Everybody wanted yeah. to stick it to the boss. So I'll, it was I'll, like, I'll, I want to see what happens. Uh, also, another thing I want to point out, uh, especially because in that Attitude Era, you know, it was like the beginning of the internet age. And at, at yeah. that time, you know, right now, well, I think what sucks is that pretty much kayfabe is dead. Internet has pretty much has done damage to the wrestling business in a way because we, the behind the scenes people, they're like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And, uh, oh, there has issues with this. His contract is going to be up. Oh, where is he going to go? You know, I'm like, with us, if, if a wrestler popped up, let's just say if uh, Demolition Smash leaves left WWF and all of a sudden he's he's construction worker Dar, uh, Barry Darso or WCW you're, you're like oh wait that's Repo Man you yeah, know yeah. you're like oh surprising shit you know what I mean right I think the I think the I think I think what the, I think the the, la- the element of surprise is what's lacking when it comes when it comes to wrestling right now so, so does it bother you guys like when you see a Bray Wyatt on Twitter, like with his wife, like shopping in the baby RS and <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't want to like, um, you don't want to shit on that because like, like Vic said, and we've all alluded to the cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows what's up, but yeah, man, dude, the thing is when you're watching this shit, you want to believe <laughs> it's a weekly <laughs> show. But, but that and, was, that was different, though. I mean, when you were a kid watching Hulk Hogan, I mean, I mean, you thought it was. You, right. you, you thought it was real. You thought these guys were really, you know, punching each other. Right. And then yeah. when it kind of got later, you realized, oh, this is this is like a soap opera because the attitude era turned into the. It was a soap opera. Sure. That's that's what it was, and you wanted to see what happened on on a soap wow. opera. Rick, our our brother, is notorious for saying. Um, Man, just like your mama watches, your grandma watches her novellas, this is my stories. And he called it like that, stories, you know, like an old lady would say, oh, I got to watch my stories. You know, her soap opera, this is what I'm doing. I'm watching my soap opera. He's right. And, yeah. and it was. It was like, I know this isn't real. These guys are yeah. playing a part, but I'll be damned it, if I don't see what they want to do next. It, it's kind of like the best analogy I could give, it's a real life comic book. It's, yeah. and, you know, the villains, the both the... Both the villains and the heroes wear capes and they wear tights and they fight for the bad. It's the battle of good and evil every Monday night. You know, that's that's the way I see it. I think what I see now in current WWE product, because I have watched the pay-per-views. Um, uh, one of the worst things to probably happen to this company from a creative standpoint was being publicly traded because they've got so many people to answer to now. 
They've got so many people on the writing team. It's like um, everybody kind of has to be milk toast. Everybody kind of has to be the same. Everybody has to be heavily scripted in their promos. All the baby faces kind of have to be smiling and kissing babies. Um, you just, uh, you don't buy into anything that's happening on TV. Uh, you know, this retribution shit that I've been seeing, like, the last thing that just happened with that, with Ali taking over and being the, the supposed leader of this group, um, I think that was like a life raft thrown to this group because they came out with these fucking stupid masks and these names. And you, you, you just see how these names were created. And it was a bunch of white guys in old in suits that are old that are thinking like, what's an edgy name we can come up with here? Oh, T-Bar, let's call this guy Slapjack. You know, let's call this guy Mace and let's give him, you know, this kind of like pseudo Bane gimmick. And yeah. it's just shit. It's, it's total shit. And they had the same fucking matches week after week after week. How many times is the Hurt Business gonna fight Apollo Crews and uh, Ricochet and whoever else, you know, and it was Cedric Alexander or Ali to this point. And how many times is Seth Rollins and Murphy going to fight Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio? It's week after <laughs> week after coming. week. Yeah, it's the <laughs> same shit over and over again. Let, let me, let me ask you a weird question, man. So I was thinking about this earlier when I was, I was driving home, um, getting ready to, to do this. I was thinking about this. So all these guys we see on right now yeah. that are, are in these matches are all guys. Mm, Eight, nine months ago, the beginning of the year, um, they were all guys that we would have told you, you need to push that guy. Yes. You need to push that guy. They're all those guys. You're right. And right now, oh. they're, they're on TV, and they're trying to lead the show, and it's not working. And it's but not I, working. But do you think that's because of the booking? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that, because, you know, nine months ago, I told you, dude, on Friday, push on Friday. How long have yeah. been saying, Cruz, man, Apollo Cruz, push that guy. Push to call Apollo Cruz, Ali. Ali, when he came in, was on fire. You saw how good he was. Like, push him, push him, push uh, him. Now that they're getting yeah. it, it's falling yeah. flat. What, what I want to know is how, how much is it not having that live audience? Well, at the, same time, at the same time, sorry to interrupt you there, man, but at the same no, time, cool. uh, um, you look at who was in charge of writing. I think Paul Heyman was in charge of, of the writing for Raw, and and all of a sudden, he got dismissed because uh, I think uh, he had some issues with AJ Styles. He had some conflicts with the with the Good Brothers being released. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, that's probably why uh, a lot of, from what I've been hearing, a lot of uh, a lot of talent, like especially Andrade, especially Ali, I'm like, their 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 pushes are falling flat because now they're not pushing them anymore. They're not, you know. But Vince uh, is just out of touch too. Um... I mean, he just is, and he's, you know, he's the, he's where the buck stops with all this. Uh, and I don't know if Bruce Pritchard now has got like a lot more influence on this, but from what I see for Rob, you know, it appears to kind of be the, I mean, fuck Drew McIntyre, who is great. Um, yeah. And he's done his best to carry this brand uh, through this pandemic with no fans and things of that nature. He's, this is what the fourth pay-per-view in a row. He's wrestling Randy Orton. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it really. It's been, been a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, here's the here's the problem I have with like the booking here. The last pay per view, Drew McIntyre fought Randy Orton for the WWE title in an ambulance match. So there's no rules. 
And all these legends reappear that Randy Orton, granted, has been taking out, but they all helped Drew McIntyre defeat this guy. (laughs) So it's like Randy Orton is supposed to be the heel, and he's overcoming the odds over and over again because it's a four-on-one attack. (laughs) He just he keeps coming back, and it's like the psychology is backwards with the way they're booking this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make you root for for Drew in that situation. You know, I just I just feel like they're kind of botching things like that. But I think the the one thing that is working very well, at least in my opinion, from what I've seen, is Roman Reigns coming back as a heel and being the uh, the head of the table and the chief of the tribe. Yeah, well, you know. Well, you know what, and 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 also that that's I actually that storyline is pretty good too. Actually, I I, you know, just the fact that uh, you know, for uh, you know a lot of hardcore wrestling fans like myself who know Reigns' background mm-hmm. with the Usos and uh, the Anoa family, you know that that you know we know the background. I know the background. A couple of people know the background. A lot of a lot of other wrestling fans they don't know about Reigns' background with The Rock and. Usos, you know, for, mm-hmm. but for me that to say, hey, he's, you know, he's fighting for to become what chief, head chief of the Tri- table, tribal chief, yeah. tribal chief. chief. I yeah. think for me that's a meaningful. That's that's reality based. At that, that's why I think SmackDown's a better show than Raw right now. Yeah, personally. I agree. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Rams. What were you gonna say? Um, I forgot. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say. Uh, well, back to what we were talking about. Notice you said you said Randy Orton. Um, yeah, this is in 2005. This is in 2005, man. Yeah, right. R- Rand- Randy Orton is our age. Right. <laughs> like honestly, Randy Orton is our age. Which you know, he can still go. That's not a thing. But it's it's not 2005. Right. If you got these other guys that you you could be pushing, we'll find a way to push them. It's like they defaulted to Randy Orton because it's like Randy Orton can still go. The problem you love an- another problem they have is that guys keep getting hurt, or they can't get over here because of the pandemic, or they don't want to work. I'm off. Like, that's a lot of it. Look at Reigns. He took an extended time off thinking like, man, I, I can't do this. Not during this. Cause I don't know what's going to be like. Can't put my health in, you know, at risk. And then all of a sudden he's back now. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens took a break for a little while. You know, he uh, was on fire for a while. I thought Kevin yeah. Owens, they were gonna, they were, I thought they were going to make smack. I think we talked about this, Vic. I thought they were going to yeah. make Kevin Owens the face of SmackDown. I, I get what yeah. you're saying there, bro. But, um, would you not argue that before the pandemic, they, they WWE kind of had these same issues and, and a lot oh, yeah. of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this didn't help. That's a thought. They rely too much on the stars of the past. Uh, the stars, yeah. I mean, The Fiend, say what you want about Bray Wyatt. The gimmick was catching on. I bought in. I, I, I love the, 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 the bullshit they were doing with that. And they have Goldberg come in and squash him in Saudi Arabia. Oh, but I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was rough. That was the, that was the most selfish thing, in my opinion. I'm like that, and and then and this is, you know, like I hate to go into my 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 Vince McMahon impression here. It, you know, it's a time honored tradition that uh, you know, that the older individual will you know will push the younger guy, you know, and and so forth and back, you know, the, Goldberg. He still, how, how much are they paying? What three million to go to Saudi Arabia for this match? Yeah. yeah, I'm like seriously, one, a ridiculous amount. Yeah, 50, I'm like seriously, you're fucking 56 years old. Just stop, please. Push. Do yourself <laughs> a favor. You already you ended Bret Hart's career. Do yourself a favor and just fucking push Bret. Uh, uh, right. 
That's like we do that. I remember that WrestleMania when the League of Nations got a big like uh, eight man tag win, and then the legends come out and beat the shit out of them and just leave them laying. And it's like the WWE is really good at constantly reminding you of, hey, you guys remember how good we used to be? Let's look back to 1998. Like that's that's kind of the way they play things, man. And and I just that's not going to help make stars going forward. Um, wow. Tomorrow. Yo. What what do you think is missing from this product these days? WWE. Well, we'll get to AEW. WWE. It's the writing. I mean, yeah. the talent's yeah. there. It's in. It's the, the talent writing. is definitely there. That's the. That's always been my issue with it. Is like I know they're good wrestlers, but yeah. man, just the storyline suck. I mean, uh, right before uh, Rusev left, they were do they were gonna pitch a uh, erectile dysfunction uh, gimmick for him. I read that. I'm like, are you serious? This is why I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. This is why I just put it on. It's background noise at the shop. Right. Uh, I, that's why I say it's I background noise when I watch it. it. <laughs> 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 no shit, huh? That's right. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, that dynamite. I will I'll watch it all the way through. I get people uh, who are non-wrestling fans into watching dynamite. Uh, quite often when I'm watching it at the shop because they'll look at it and they're like, what? What's, no. Who's that? Or, oh, I remember that. And it winds up carrying on. That it's it, For me, it's always, it's right now, it's AEW. Yeah, we, we've shit on WWE here long enough. We, we know the problems. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing I will say that, that they do have an advantage over, um, over uh, uh, AEW, and I think it's... I would say WWE and NXT have this advantage over AEW. That's the women's division. Um, I think it is far superior to anything I've seen in AEW. Um, they're not necessarily talking. I actually am talking about the storylines because they don't really have many for the women in AEW. But I yeah, think really Bell to Bell, uh, as far as in-ring talent and and um, product goes, it's it's far superior to anything AEW yeah. has. Um, that still has to be developed in AEW. It's not there. Yeah. They have no. the talent, yeah. but then, like, well, one of the things that happened, and I, I think Vic will, Vic will agree with me on this, is that Japanese ladies, um, which is fine. So the, they really hadn't had any storylines because you don't these ladies because they were all, you know, Kenny Omega kind of handpicked from yes. the promotions over there and come over here. A lot of them didn't speak English. They're putting on great matches, but right. they really hadn't developed anything yet before this hit, and then a, a lot of them can't get over here yeah the, the uh also Rio, another thing Rio, too, you know the first champion is 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 over there hasn't made an appearance you know in the pandemic what'd you say Vic? yeah also another thing uh just like uh you know the language barrier is an issue yeah yeah i'm like yeah, because i'm like uh, you have to speak english dude you have to yeah so, I'm I mean, like, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with thunder rosa but that's that's really promising the fact that they got thunder rosa there you know doing some stuff that's really yeah. promising. I, I'm a big fan of uh, 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 Tay Conti. I've been a big fan of Tay Conti since she was in NXT, and they've the, the, NXT never used her right. Never yeah, the, used her right. The problem she, with a, a lot legit. of these women, they have a lot of potential. Reyes, Vic, you guys are right, but they're very green. They're they're not that they're not to the level of NXT and WWE as far as uh, Bell to Bell goes. Um, no, no, not yet. Sheeta is. Sheeta is is an elite worker. Yeah, she's Thunder good. Rosa, man, I don't know if you guys watch Lucha Underground or not, but uh-huh. she has improved so much since she was Cobra Moon. Like, 
She was shit as Cobra Moon, and she's it was actually a dumb really good too. It was yeah, a she, dumb gimmick. I, I like, remember I, I went to a taping and saw her there, and I was like, "This is a stupid." You gimmick. went to a Lucha Underground taping? Yeah, I went oh, to a Lucha so Underground taping. Jealous. God yeah, man. that last season, the Dude, first and second episode, Rick and I were there. Um, oh. like like three or four hours. Oh. They they filmed uh, what what turned into two episodes. Hours? Did Armando oh, yeah. do eight hours or something like that? Yeah, yeah, dude. He, Armando did a lot. Yeah, we've got a – Dan's buddy did uh, a whole freaking day there. That's like a WrestleMania now, so. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, really. Lucha Underground, man, they really um, – you know, I, I think they kind of lost a little bit of it in the last season, but, man, they really paved the way for a lot of these angles you're seeing nowadays and, and the kind of the way they film – some of these things and um i love that show i was a huge fan of it um it, it sucked to see them go down it really did well look at the the taping that i went to was again that that last uh, the last season the first basically two episodes but when we were there yeah. we saw um uh, pentagon was mm-hmm. there um, mm-hmm. phoenix was there um cage was there jake hager was there Cobra Moon. Jake Hager was there. Jake Strong, uh huh. Jake Hager was there. John Morrison. Um, um, John Morrison yeah. was there. Um, Alberto. Lucha- Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus was there. All these guys. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. Time, huh? uh, yeah, because it was it was oh, a couple wow. of episodes. Tommy Dreamer, Jack Evans, um, Sammy Guevara. Evilise. There. Uh, yeah, yeah. Evilise was was there. Sammy Callahan. Like, uh, all kinds of names, dude, that are, like, you know, all over, you know, yeah, and, uh, you know all in uh, Impact or, um, or uh, AEW. That's hey, a lot of them. Yeah, I, I, I like Flyboy Jack Evans, man. I remember him from Wrestling Society X. That first okay, match he wrestled against. Uh, that first match he wrestled against uh, Matt Seidel. This is another that. chick that can go in AEW, though. I forgot to mention her. Oh yeah, she's she, really. She, she's one that uh, I heard Conan talk about her. And Conan uh, says uh, she's good, man, but she can't. She can't lead a match. She has to have somebody like kind of lead her, lead her in the match. Oh, is that right? So, um, yeah, that's what he says because he kind of well, he worked with her a lot. So, you got to hey, realize you know. too, when we were watching Lucha Underground, they heavily edited those matches. That's probably why oh, they're yeah. so damn crisp. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they are. When you watch it, there you can, they do pieces over and like because it, it tech, it's a total TV show. Like they okay. even when you walk in, like if I if I had this t shirt on, they'd be like, "No, man, we gotta give you some black tape. You gotta you gotta tape over that. Like you, you can't." Show it. <laughs> total total TV show. This is the hard side camera, so you're gonna be on you know on camera. Like yeah, no, it's total it's uh, a total TV show. Let, let's let's start with the let's start with tomorrow. Uh, what what do you like about AEW right now? Uh, I like, so when, when AEW first started, you saw a lot of aerial stuff. Uh-huh. It really even caught Jim Ross off guard. He didn't like it at first. So that was, that was the first thing that really drew me in. Cause I caught on to it. High spots. I thought it was cool. The high spots. Yeah. Is that what, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, with high flying. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And it just carried on from there. I mean, I liked a lot of the, I I liked SCU. Uh, yeah. I liked when I liked the angle that uh, what happened with Scorpio Sky, where it kind of propelled him forward. Look, now he's what doing singles matches. Mm. Uh, 
uh, stuff like that. Uh, the women's division, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked watching Kong. It was that was cool. It's a work in progress. Really, yeah, that's and I mean, I you can't do it all at the same time. It's not going to work. I mean, you could do a lot of it at once, but you can't. Mm. You can't do it all. Um, so shit. I even like Britt Baker. No, why not? <laughs> what about you, Riz? I like that they're themselves. Really, what yes. it is, because a lot, a lot of these guys we, we've seen, and ladies, a lot of these guys and ladies we've seen in independent shows that we've gone to. Whether it was, shh, I'm not supposed to say bar wrestling anymore, but when <laughs> we go see, uh, you know, people at people at bar wrestling, a, a lot of I had a blast the time I bar went. wrestling. Yeah, but Joey then, Ryan's a Christian now, so all's forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's his new his new gimmick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got into. Uh, I had heard the. I had heard about the high marks that um, uh, Kenny Omega and um, Okada had gotten in one of their encounters, like the first six star match or five star match or whatever it was that yeah. Meltzer had rated it. And I was like, well, I want to check that out. If, it, if it's, this guy says it was that good, he's ever given that, and I was amazed by what those two guys did. So I was like, well, I need to start watching New Japan. So Access TV started carrying New Japan. Um, Ryan, our buddy Ryan, and I actually ended up going. We saw uh, New Japan when it was in Long Beach. So did we I. Down, yeah, at the Pyramid. Um, mm-hmm. The second time they had come around, we, we were there. Yeah, I went both times. Watched them and the, the Bucks and all that. And we were like, Golden Lovers this... versus the Bucks? Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. dude. <laughs> we were there. Yeah, we were there for that one. Fucking uh, tore, tore it down. It yeah, oh. it was a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic match. It was such a good time to see you know all those guys, too. It just it caught on. Like, These guys are starting to promotion. Yeah. Those are my favorite guys. You know, the Bullet Club was, was where it was at. So check it out and just get into it and then see all these guys. Like, or, you know, I was messing with Dan. I know we're an audio podcast, but I gave him the thumbs up because, dude, Orange Cassidy is where it's at. Like that guy, that, that bit of that, that comedy bit that he just does. I love it. He's so, he's so into that character, you know, but then he can go, which, yeah. which is cool. So I'm, I'm all behind it. I he's think like, he wrote all guys to get in there and just go. I think, Again? um, What's that? What did the you best... say? Go ahead, Dan. Uh, I'm, I'm what about sorry. Next week. Uh, yeah, they're wrestling next week. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, for the TNT title. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, I'll start by saying, um, New Japan to me is the best promotion right now. Uh, it's every. It's my kind of what I prefer at this point, in my life. Yeah. Um, I think they have the best work rate. Uh, they kind of have the best storylines, which is basically like, okay, we're all in this fighting promotion. It's it's almost like UFC in a stance. Uh, yeah. We're all trying to be the best. Um, you know, they they have their gaga here and there, but it's not as much as the other promotions. Um, and I, I just think it's overall, it tells the best stories, and the matches are just – I saw all three of those Kenny Omega matches with Okada. I mean, they're the best shit I've ever seen. Um when they started AEW, I thought they should have went running out of the gates. Okay, I, I understand putting the belt on Jericho at first, but it's time for Kenny Omega to become the star he was supposed to be. And well, we talked about that when it first started because we were, I think, when that happened, we were already doing kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we were doing kayfabe culture when that had had started. And and yeah, you're right. Jericho was the Jericho legitimized everything. Yes. He was he was the no name. It's now I haven't watched um in, uh Dynamite this week because it was just yesterday as we record this. But um, you know, he's he's the name. Thirty years in the business, you see why they did that. 
right. it made sense. And you can't come in and have these guys who are executive vice presidents in the company and hand them the titles right away. Right. That's just that's the Dusty Rhodes way of booking. I get it, yeah. You know, you know the Dusty Rhodes is the champion when he's booking. Or the, uh, or, or, or the, the Vern Gagne way of booking. Right, yeah. You know? I'm going to book myself as champion. So it, it yeah. needed to wait, and it, it is the time. You give him the tag team um, you know, belt with Hangman, and it was a good run. It was an entertaining run, but you know, you split him now, and it's time. Yeah, it's and he he didn't he do a promo recently where he said that it's time to show this place what Kenny I like Omega the is. The stories are telling though with with yeah. Hangman and, and 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 Omega for sure. Um, thank you. Um, I like where they're going with it. I, I if they're going here, I think it's the right move, which is Kenny taking the belt off of Moxley, and then Hangman ultimately taking the belt off Kenny. I think that's the way to go with the whole deal. Um, the things that bother me about AEW is they said they were coming into this like as a sports-based promotion. Uh, no, you know, they're not going to have a lot of bullshit. And sometimes I feel like they go a little too overboard with that. Um, I do like Orange Cassidy, but I feel like he shouldn't be too overexposed because – it's kind of uh, diminishing returns with him, you know. But he's finding a way to keep himself relevant and to keep himself over. I don't think you should put the world title on this guy, though. No, 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 no. Uh, no. I'm like seriously, uh, re- realistically, uh, I'll be honest. Uh, he's he's pretty much over with the crowd. Yes. I'm like he doesn't he he doesn't need the title. He's like Jake yeah. Roberts in a way, but that he doesn't need the title for you know. The man does. The, the, the title doesn't make the wrestler, and right. the wrestler pretty much doesn't make the title. He, I'm like, he's over. He doesn't need the title. Right. That's the, you know. I'm like, if they do, it'll probably be maybe when he's, I don't know, maybe when he's in his last legs or something of his contract or whatever. Maybe like a, a nice goodbye gift or something. Yeah. You know, that probably the only time I will ever see him have the the title. But no, nah, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put a title on him. Not now. I'll tell you one thing that AEW has by far the best out of any promotion in the world. That's the tag team division. Um, tag team division is stacked. Yeah. It's, third, it's third, the best in the world, in my opinion. Third tag division is second to none. It's it's better than anything on the planet, including New Japan. New Japan, that's their weakest spot is the tag division. Um, it's, man, they've got the Young Bucks. FTR is one of the best in the business. The best friends are great. They had Omega and, and uh, Hangman to a point. They've yeah. got the Lucha Bros. I mean, fuck, it's stacked, man. The, the Jungle Express, they're kind of up and Private coming. Party. Private Party, yeah. they're up and coming. I mean, Angelico um, and Evans. Yeah. 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 Hager and Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what fucking Dr. Luther and uh, what were they called? The Chaos Project? The Pentacle or whatever it is. Everybody hates yeah. those guys, and everybody's rumored yeah. that that's uh, David Arquette is Serpentico. Don't, don't, don't forget the Gun Club and the, the librarians. Oh shit! There we go. See, <laughs> someone's got to really take good. those falls, right? <laughs> um, hey man, but you've seen you've, we've seen Peter Avalon wrestle, dude. Peter Avalon can wrestle. Peter <laughs> right. Avalon can wrestle. Has, has, um, uh, on Dark. I don't watch Dark, but isn't Ray Rosa's been on there? Like those two are a well-known tag team here in Southern California, PP Ray. Like they're 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 well-known. Like Peter Avalon's almost single-handedly responsible for 
championship wrestling out of Hollywood. Like um, he was a star, you know, there here in Southern California. He he can go. It yeah. just he hasn't got his due yet. Do we do we think uh, I'll start with Vic on this? Uh, uh-huh. Do we think that AW has gotten a little too reliant on old WWE guys? Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know what? It's one thing to bring uh, the legends from the past and mm-hmm. give them the, their fair due, but at the same time, it's all about creating these stars. You know, I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, I got, you know, Billy Gunn. Uh, I want to say maybe an Art Anderson. I'm like, I'm just, they're just there for, you know, advising these new guys. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but then again, with the old WWE talent, you talk about Jericho, who's. I'm like, what else does what else can Jericho do right now that he hasn't already done? He's already done everything. I'm like, all all he can do right now is just to, you know, push AEW. You know, help this promotion grow. But he's you know? he's willing to do that too. He's pretty like, much. If you, if you listen to him talk, he's totally willing to do that. Yeah, like he's the one. Casting uh-huh. and said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna work with this kid." I didn't get uh-huh. it at first. I didn't get yeah. what this kid was about. I see he, it. To he's it. A, I want to yes. work with it. Yeah, he here he's uh he's he reminds me of uh he's pretty much uh a uh, he's pretty much ter- the Terry Funk of how Terry Funk helped ECW push these star these yeah. younger stars. Well, that's I what, mean, that's what Jericho's doing right now. You got guys like uh you know Miro who used to be Rusev. He he's it seems like he's coming in at a, almost a comedy gimmick like he did in WWE. Matt Cardona, uh, he had a short cup of coffee with there. He wasn't anything. Sean Spears is pretty much where he was in the WWE. Moxley's a main eventer, but he was a main eventer in WWE. So it kind of feels like a lot of these guys are being put in the same positions they were in WWE. Um, uh, so I don't really have a huge problem with it. The, the most interesting transition has been Brody Lee, in my opinion. Um I think he's been able to somewhat salvage the Dark Order. Uh, when the Dark Order first started, I was at the first AEW show, which was oh, nice. Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. Nice. And the Dark Order came out, and I go, oh, fuck, that's fucking Super Smash Bros. I swear to God, I was the only one in the crowd who knew who they were. <laughs> dead <laughs> silent, dude. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I, I like what, like Ray, what Ray was saying about the freedom they have, they cut their own promos. They kind of put their own matches yeah. together. Um, some of it's a little too indie-rific. I don't like spots where guys are kind of waiting on the outside for 10 minutes, waiting for a dude to do a moonsault. Um, <laughs> that, that kind of takes me out of it. But um, other than that, uh, it's, it's, it's so far above WWE. It, it, it really is. Um, but we go to NXT, and I feel like NXT, they're holding their own. I, I feel like Triple H is a little bit handcuffed because it's under the WWE banner. But how? Uh, let's start with you, Reyes. How do you think NXT compares to AEW? I, I think it does. Uh, you, you still have a little bit more of, like, it, it needs to be more of the scripted promos. It has to fit into the the WWE universe and you're still having to fit that your, you know, your sponsors and, and do that. You don't right. have that. You have a little bit more creative freedom right. in um, AEW, but you know, we're seeing now um, you're seeing people go back to NXT. Uh, somebody like Finn Balor, who 
we'll get a lot more done in NXT. Rumors are now, and we'll see if this happens, rumors are now that we may see um, uh, Bo Dallas now come back to, to NXT. It's just, it's a lot more pure wrestling um, than, than the, main, the main brand. And, um, yeah. you know, if, if rumors are true, you have people like, like Ciampa and Gargano who actually say, I don't want to go to the main roster. And they um, shouldn't. They what have they done to Keith cold. Lee? Yeah, Adam uh, Cole uh, should, should not go to the main roster. Adam Cole does not need to go to the main roster. He will get buried in the main roster. Like, you know, he's, he's a king there in NXT. Um, he does not need to go to the main roster. Uh, so I think uh, it's that. I think it's, more, I think it's more pure wrestling than, than um, the other stuff. I, I venture to actually say it's even a little bit more pure wrestling than, than AEW is. Because AEW is, is the, the high spot, guys, because it's, on the, it's from the indies type stuff where a lot of these, these other guys, yeah, they may have been on the indies, but then they came up and everybody goes, no matter where you're at, you're, you come in through the performance center and you're like, well, you act like you've never done this before. You're taught you're the WWE style. One. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're taught that, oh. which is, it's, very, it's a very different noticeable yeah. style. Um, you know, more of a, of a storyline than just the, the high spot, the spot monkey, so to say. So I think it's that. Yeah, it's when good. I, 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 do, I like both of them. When, when I, um, it's funny, like you see guys like the Young Bucks and a few other guys in AEW that were like self-trained. Um, and I think that's where you see a lot more of the high spots. Uh, when, I, when I was training um, in San Bernardino at the uh, School of Hard Knocks, my trainers was, do you guys remember Ricky Reyes from um, yeah. the Underground? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was him and, uh, and Kazarian. He died. Oh. <laughs> didn't yeah. he die? Yeah, he died in storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we didn't fucking learn any high spots for a long, long time, dude. It was just chain wrestling, running the ropes, uh, you know, uh, the basic spot of shoulder, drop down, shoulder, tackle, drop down, get it again, over and over and over, you know. Um, so the emphasis on high spots is kind of a new phenomenon that they've brought into it nowadays and it's fun don't get me wrong but i think when every single match has like four dives a match it's like it kind of loses its impact as as the matches go on you know what i mean um yeah. it's kind of nice to see a match just happen in between the ropes and and to not see the four dudes waiting on the outside for a guy to to, to jump over the top you know what i mean when every single guy does it it's like uh it loses its effect, you know, and, and, they, and it's, it, it, it's harder for the smaller guys to make that mean something when you've got Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre and these huge fucking giants doing dives over the top rope. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and when I was, when I was being trained and I was a lot bigger than the guys being trained, they would tell me that like, you know, you got to wrestle like a big man. And 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 power power move these dudes and shit like that and there I think there is something to that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you don't want every guy to wrestle the same and, and do all these uh, these high spots, but like Dan, like Dan, Dan or uh, Samaro is probably speaking more from the casual perspective. That's probably what draws people in uh, more than what I'm talking about. Right. It, it's seeing these guys do these crazy ass things. Right. Well, I mean, I get, I, I get, I completely agree with what you're saying. Uh, like just watching NXT, 
I I see more wrestling. I see better mm-hmm. better quality wrestling. I, mm-hmm. I I agree. Uh, but I wasn't I wasn't watching wrestling for a long time. I stopped. I just kind of was over it. I didn't like the direction anything was going. Right. Then I heard about AEW, and even speaking kind of like what Dan was saying when uh, uh, when Kenny Omega was coming coming over the Young Bucks. Uh, these are guys that Ryan was always telling me about, our, our friend Ryan. Yeah. Uh, he all, was already very well, and Dan was as well, very knowledgeable with these, these guys. And I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about, but then I find out they're all starting AEW. I'm like, okay, I'm in. You know, this is my chance. I regret not being able to see the Bullet Club, like, when it was what it it was something, dude. I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> so I, that's like I was like, damn. If I would have switched and just started watching that, I would have been perfectly fine. I wasn't. I really wasn't aware because I just wasn't paying attention. Wrestle Kingdom Nine is where I first started watching New Japan, and um, the co-main was for the Intercontinental Title. It was Shinsuke Nakamura versus um, Kota Ibushi, which was holy shit, just incredible. And then um, it, the main event was Kazuchika Okada and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And they tore the house down. And I was a fan ever since then. Um, you know, even when AJ Styles was the leader of the Bullet Club and he got kicked out and Omega moved to heavyweight, I've watched everything from then. And I was hoping Omega would take that star power over and, and put this company on its back. And, and it didn't really happen. But, you know, I didn't know – when I was at Double or Nothing, the first thing I'll say is one of the best matches AEW's had since his existence was Cody and Dustin Rhodes in that first match. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just fantastic. Um, but I didn't know Moxley was going to be there. I didn't know Moxley was signed. And I understand them pushing him as, you know, a main eventer. But – I think the first someone's got to take the belt off him that was not in the WWE, if they really want to separate yeah. themselves, man. Because Jericho had the belt, and then Moxley's got the belt. Cody's got the TNT title. Brody Lee's got the TNT title. It's like nobody has won a belt in this company except their women's title that was once a star in the WWE. And I think that's part of the problem. Well, at first it made sense. Like, like we, we already said, like, it had to be Jericho because it legitimized yeah. it because 30 yeah. years in the game. So right. we all, um, when that happened too, you know, because we were talking when that happened, and it was like, well, that, that makes sense to us because we kind of knew that eventually Hangman's going to be the standout. Sure. He, he's the one who they want to eventually right. make. This this is a long-term player, you know, who can do this. He's, he's not Kenny Omega, but right. Kenny Omega's just in a different league. Hangman can be the guy that we make here and we make this guy into something long-lasting. All right, that right. makes sense. But it's got to be that slow build. You yeah. can't take it and put this guy because no one knows who he is. Because right. he, you know, he he was over in Japan, and even when he was in Japan, you, I don't think you can deny that when it was the uh, the elite, the lowest on that totem pole was Hangman Page. It right. just is. Even Marty Skrull, Mar- Marty Skrull, when he was part of you know the elite, everybody knew. Oh, you know, Chicken Wing, and you know, everybody knew that. Hanging right. man was just this other guy. Right. Does he got the skill? He does, but it has to build and it has to end. He's a young kid. He's still young. He's like maybe mid mid twenties, twenty six or something like I that. I think your yeah, point. Really. 
they've they still got time to do that. I think to your point too is like, yes, Kenny Omega and the Young yeah. Bucks were over in Japan and they were over kind of with the niche wrestling crowd, but sometimes we overlook that and we think that okay, this is catching mainstream traction and. To an extent, it was because Bullet Club shirts, when the Elite was over there, were selling out all over Hot Topics everywhere. There's no denying that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's That was another way that I found out about him, but I still didn't know that. I, I still didn't know much about him, but I did recognize that I always saw Bullet Club shirts coming out of and, and when they left, New Japan took a hit, especially with business over here. They tried to do a yeah, tour over here, and it kind of shit the bed. Um Harold May is out as New Japan uh, president, so they're kind of hoping yeah. this opens the door now uh, to do business between AEW and and New Japan. Hasn't, be, hasn't AEW said from the get go that they were interested in working with all these other companies? Right, but New Japan yeah, was not. It was always New Japan was not. They, they weren't yeah. into it. No, gotcha. Yeah, uh, think, but you know what? what go ahead. With the new, uh, I mean, with the new executive change, who knows? You know, they, I'm like, why not bring a Tanahashi over to the States, you know, to face the, um, to face the Omega or, uh, you know, for like a pay-per-view buy-in, you know, have the yeah. same chemistry as they had in Wrestle Kingdom. You know what I mean? Uh, anything could happen, man. I'm like, you know, if, if they could make, if the AEW could team up with New Japan, have like, kind of like, I want to say how, I remember in the 90s when WCW had the, the WCW uh, uh, Japan Super Show. Yeah. In Egypt, when it, yeah, I think they had a, it was like a tag team tournament. I think it was between, it was a Sting and, uh, uh, I think Sting and the Great Muda versus the Steiner Brothers. Yeah, uh, you know, like something big right there, like big at, at the Tokyo Dome, but instead of having it at Jacksonville Stadium, you know? Rick, Rick Flair was in the G1. Yeah, the I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Wow. And they had an NWO Japan, too. Um, yeah, with uh, Masahiro Shono. It's yeah, no, yeah, the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, Scott Norton, I believe, won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, uh, he did. When he was in the NWO in, in the 90s. But um, I hope this happens because I think this will kind of propel AEW to greater heights than they got right now. If you got fucking Okada showing up on yeah. Dynamite, Okada is a goddamn star, dude. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no doubt... You know, same with Tanahashi um, and Ibushi. Those three guys are, are oh, absolutely man. stars. You, you know, you br- you bring those, you bring you know, if they have if they have like a New Japan takeover of AEW, which would be pretty cool. That would be a pretty cool concept. You, you'll have WWE running through to its, you know, a run for their money, pretty much. Uh, a couple, like, uh, go ahead, Vic. Finish. And I got a couple comments on what you guys. No, go ahead, dude. I'm, uh, go ahead. Okay. Well, what I was gonna say about with with Okada is o- Okada speaks enough English that um, he he could get over if if he came over here because he does speak enough English. Um, Ibushi Ibushi basically turned down AEW. Yeah, he he did because wh- why wouldn't you go? You know, with the whole Golden Lovers thing, and you know, no, no one really knows what the relationship is between. Kenny Omega and it's um, what's what's WWE's Andromedus, yeah, androgynous, yeah, yeah, yeah. androgynous, um, yeah. So uh, we don't know, but he, he turned it down because he said, "I'm just going to do my own thing." Okay, so you've got that. And as far as um, Moxley, um, that had to happen with Moxley. It had to be Moxley that took the title off of Jericho mm-hmm. because of what Moxley did to Vince. 
that's because you know AEW is really good at that. AEW is really good at taking something WWE did and shoving it down their throat and, sure. and playing with them a little bit. And that's part of the reason why. As soon as he jumped, man, you know, they give him this big send off, whatever, and then you know he shows up in AEW, like no one saw that coming. But thought this guy's gonna go back to all of a sudden here he shows up. This is the guy who just the week before was given this huge send, which they don't do. When was the last time you saw a send off? for somebody that's leading the company. You don't see that in WWE. They did that and then all of a sudden he pulled one on him and said, here I am in this other promotion. So it was like, you had to. You have to build that guy up to to take a time off of somebody. Yeah, when it comes to like the way how the business is done, I think in those days, the one that they always, if somebody was leaving, they'll have that loser leaves town match. So, you know, and whoever leaves town, well, hey, that's it. You don't hear from them for another month or two and then they pop up oh yeah they popped up in the florida territory or they popped up in the texas territory you know not a network special of the shield's last match you know yeah right like you know that was a total slap in the face and made him feel i'm sure that did not that did not make spence happy at all i'm sure yeah a a lot of people stick it forget to uh with the pandemic moxley is still the iwgp united states champion Yep. So that was going to be a question that I have for you guys. So uh, uh, Moxley's fighting, Ar- uh, he's going to wrestle Archer next week. Mm-hmm. Now, they've done this before in Japan, right? Correct. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's who took the, that, the yeah. <laughs> so, like, how is it there? The match? Yeah. Like, well, like, how was, was there some kind of build up to that over there? Uh, they had a was... Texas death match. And. I remember it being pretty good, but they kind of fucked up some spots, so it kind of it kind of diminished the match a bit. Um, but it was good for what it was. I think Archer is a future world champion in this company. I hope he is at least, um, especially with Jake Roberts being his mouthpiece. But um, Moxley still has a U.S. title, so it'd be interesting to see. What they end up doing with that, if 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 anything, um, has it been forgotten or what? Because I, I don't. Once no. New Japan left Access TV, no, they're they're I, I still. Can't, I can't. I no. can't watch the network. I don't, I'll find myself watching yeah. there. Right now, right now, he uh, Moxie has held the title for two hundred and seventy-eight days, so he's still the current champion right now, as we speak. Is and is that because he there? can't? Is that because he can't travel with it, or or I what think are because. I think maybe because he can't. Yeah, well, they're they're not they're not doing anything over there. I'm I'm I'm, I'm that's what I, I want to guess. Well, U.S. citizens are not allowed in any other country right now. Right now, yeah, that's so. part of the problem. Yeah, well, well, hey, so, you know what? I'm like, I, we could say the same thing about Pete Dune. We haven't seen Pete Dune in forever. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he yeah he can't get out of England. Yeah. Um, so Isn't is he is right that doing something for NXT UK though now? I thought I thought I read somewhere he's doing something over there for that. You're right. They're starting right? back up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So th- that dude's a star too. Like, oh, honestly. I like him. Yeah. yeah. I he's was at. A, a, I hated him in, in that first tournament. I couldn't stand that dude. I was like, who's this clown? I was and at man, War Games. He grew on me. In L.A. when he got the winning fall in that fucking War Games match, which was insane to say the least. But um, yeah. Uh, so. Do you, do you guys think um we'll start we'll start with uh we'll start with Samaro. Do you think AEW takes too many shots at WWE? 
So, okay. I mean, I yeah, it's fair to say, yeah, but the guys that are coming to AEW from WWE, how did it end for them? If they're pissed and AEW's letting them kind of do their thing and they want to poke something or if they suggest it, that they, it's fair to say that maybe they would just be willing to go with it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and if you're getting a lot of just not disgruntled, but maybe not uh, endings that shouldn't happen the way they happened with WWE. I mean, if, if I don't know, maybe again, writing, maybe encourage a different character or something new. But if it's if it's right there, you might just take it. You might as well. Um, yeah. The last thing I'll say too is, and and this. We can tag on to this, and, and we'll start with, with Reyes. The way Cody books himself. With oh, man. the fucking <laughs> NWO 2000 pyro, and it's like he's got the belt back on him, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, fuck, this he's, is a little he's weird. Gone for a little, he's gone for a little bit, and then he comes back as My Chemical Romance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a low blow. <laughs> I I like Cody, man. I like Cody, but we know, well, we talked too. about this before too on, on KFed. I I like him. He's a wonderful athlete, but you have to watch how you book yourself. If you totally do, because we were you know as soon as he he lost that was it to Jericho? He lost that match where he can never um, yeah. never mm-hmm. wrestle again for the world title. Why do you do that to yourself? Like you know. Okay, so you want to make it so you don't win the title. Okay, you don't win the title. Like, but why go that extreme? Right. It, yeah. A couple years down the line, because for the most part, he's still a young cat too. Yeah. So it's like, give yourself a couple years. We all, again, it goes back to that thing we all knew. You don't take the guy who runs the company and make him champion. Like, you right. can do it later. Let right. this company build and then do that. So I think from the get-go that he knew um, we're going to introduce another title and I'm going to get that one. Because you knew it. You'd be like, as soon as that happened, I was like, dude, they're going to introduce a secondary title and this guy's going to make a run for that. And then, you know, a little while later, boom, we got this ugly looking TNT championship. I still call it the AEW television title. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it looks a lot better with, um, with gold plating. With gold plating. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, big time. And, and that's so. what they said. That's poor on, on his end. And I know he's trying to help you know, run stuff and runs back and forth between, okay, I got my match and then I'm going to go run everything back and forth. Cause I, okay. They don't have writers, you know, cause they want these guys to do their own thing, but somebody's running in the, sh- somebody's got the big, okay, this is where we're going to get you with yeah. your storyline. Right. And you guys kind of figure out how you want to do that. Right. Whether that's, that's probably Tony Khan and it's probably Cody right. that, that are, are doing that. Mm-hmm. So he's involved in a lot, but how he's booking himself. Okay. But there's some good ideas there, man. We've been exposed to some good talent with the, when he had the, um, the open challenge thing like most of those guys got signed uh, but yeah. you know eh, that that was that was a good idea there was some uh, war horse <laughs> no he didn't get signed huh no he didn't i guess he doesn't rule ass as much as he thought <laughs> oh, fuck. um okay so we'll, we'll kind of wrap this thing up now i know everybody's got work and all that shit tomorrow yeah. so uh we'll start with you vic what what do you think you want to see the most out of all of wrestling going forward? Like, what will bring more people in? Well, right now, with this whole COVID thing, you really can't do much. Right. And what I would like to see with, 
what I would like to see is the industry come back. I'm like, I want to see a lot of the other small promotions make a comeback. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're probably never going to see Evolve again because they, they sold the names and the library to WWE. You know, and um, like I would like to see all these small promotions start up again. You know, have it uh, right, you know, before COVID, it was like the renaissance of the industry. Yeah. You know, people, wrestlers were getting paid. They were getting booked, constantly busy on the weekends, you know, and 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 it and it helped and it helped the industry. It just helped the industry. It helped people. It helped wrestlers get paid. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately with this COVID thing, it's it it has been a standstill, and all all what WWE is doing is they're just oh okay, well you're in bankrupt. Okay, don't we'll give you a whole ton of money. Just give us your video library so we can put it on the network. You know, and by the way, we're gonna take some of your talent here. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, is, is there? I'm like, seriously, we right now we got Impact. We have Impact. Impact is doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're still kicking. Uh, you know what else? Triple uh, A's. I don't know. I don't think they're doing anything. Same thing with CMML. I, they're not doing anything. But I'm just. I just. I hope once we get once this whole thing we get back to normal, I'm hoping that this renaissance will still continue. Yeah. You know, still continue, and wrestlers are still getting paid. You yeah. know, and it it just sucks right now to hear um, talent right now. You know, you have you got through two major promotions in the U.S., three or four major promotions in the mm-hmm. world, and you got a thousand, you got thousands to three thousand independent wrestling contractors looking for work, and and you're very limited on spots. So, you know, it it just sucks right now. I'm hoping that the industry gets, you know, the industry uh, improves itself. Once I hope, I hope the renaissance and the fire is still there. You know, NWA Power, that's another one. I'm hoping things come back, you know. I would like to see th- people come back and live audiences and just have people enjoy wrestling how we were doing it six months ago, six, seven months ago, you know. We were in an adrenaline rush, you know. I That's what I would like to see, but... Um, that's pretty much my comment. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Riz. I, I, I agree with Vic, actually, because we, we were there for a lot of that. Look at all the names I yeah. dropped on you when I told you I went to Lucha Underground. Look at yeah. all where those guys are now. Yeah. But when, when I really want to see, I don't know if you can save WWE, man, but I also know it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so you know, they're going to yeah. do their ups and downs. What I, what I want to see, honestly, is I, I want to see, and, and I, I've said this before, um, I think AEW is really good, but I think it's oversaturated. They have too many guys, yeah. and that's that's something to a fault, is that you do have too many guys. So you, you have a bunch of guys who don't get TV time. Um, so do you split it up? Aren't they supposed to do another TV show? Or at well, least that's that's the plan. Dark? That's the plan. And I, I did hear an interview with Tony Khan where he said, "Yeah, those those are in. It's in negotiations. There's some stuff to be worked out, but they are going to do an, another TV show. Dark technically is a YouTube show, but um, it, it's too many Dark? guys." I don't. I have actually never watched Dark uh, at all. It's good. And I, I, like I, I know I, I have heard good things about it, and I know there's people there, but at the same time, a lot of those guys that are wrestling on Dark, they're not on Dynamite. No, they're not. But you always and, see them regularly on, on Dark, and I've, I've always been fine with it. That's why I was, I was always thinking, when are they going to do this? They said they were going to do it. It's, it seems like now would be the best time. 
Yeah, I mean, you you would think so, but I mean, you're, you're hitting a, a million viewers, which is a low number, you know, compared to what wrestling used to be. It, it is outdrawing, you know, for the most part, NXT, but, you know, I just want to see those guys used because we know a, a lot of those guys are, are really good. Okay, so give them the chance to perform on that national stage. Like, nothing against the Dark Order, but I'm sick of the Dark Order. Like, it's going, <laughs> it's going nowhere. Yeah. It really is going nowhere. Like I told you, I, I'm a big fan of, of uh, Tay Conti. I always kind of have been. I want to see her more on there. So I just put her on dark. You know, uh, Luther. Okay, Luther this week. And I, again, I haven't watched Dynamite yet. But Luther's on Dynamite because he's friends with Jericho. Yes. And because Jericho wanted his 30-year thing. I want it to be my friend. So let's, let's put him on there. You know what? Other than in the audience? <laughs> I I was gonna ask. Sorry to interrupt you, Dan. Uh, but I was, you know, we forgot. To, we get, went through this whole podcast without mentioning MJF. Where does he go from here? I'm like, if you, I don't know if you guys watch Dynamite. But he's where does with he Jericho go? clearly, and I think I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see Jericho get kicked out of the inner circle and and MJF to take over. Ah, just like the Rock kicked Farouk out of the nation. Hundred <laughs> <Yes>, percent. <laughs> last week, yesterday, last night's episode was. Almost, they look like they stole the, they stole the the scene from, from yes. the yeah, the young guy taking over the the new crew. Oh, I have to watch it now. Maybe after this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe you do see that, and maybe it's time for. Well, well, well yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm like, away. bro. I'm like, I don't know if you, I don't want to. I don't. I should I give you the give you the spoiler alert? I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Oh yeah. So he uh, MJF gives a a a portrait of himself to Jericho. I was just going to ask you that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same storyline. It's the same exact storyline. Same storyline, yeah. Same it's basic storyline. WWE. Like, that's funny to me. That is so... It's in your, it's in your face. But, you know, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a deep cut. You got to think about it. Yeah. You're like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's the Nation of Domination. <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> no doubt. I, I think uh, all of us here, though, Definitely have a love for pro wrestling and would like to see it get better. Um, I think we're, we've made some steps, especially with AEW and uh, NXT. I don't know about WWE so much, but. Um, it's also not going anywhere. No, the, right. WWE is not going anywhere. Yeah. And we did this in the early 2000s. I did the same thing that I'm doing right now. I would, I have never actually technically stopped watching it. I have fast forward through most of the early 2000s. It just wasn't clicking with me. I do think I, I just told, I think I told Rick this the other day. Like, I can't even watch it. It's, I find it hard to watch. I just fast forward through and be like, what's this guy doing? Okay, and check that out. And then, okay, whatever. Yeah. Hey, I, I start, yeah. You know what? In the early 2000s, it was kind of a dark, it was kind of a dark time in a way because there was no competition, you know, the, they were just comfortable. They were sitting comfortably. There was no competition from anywhere. I didn't start watching until probably around old five oh six because I heard yeah. at the time I heard I heard about CM Punk at the time. Those you early know, days about, of Cena were were not pretty. Yeah. Those early days yeah. of Cena were not were not pretty. Yeah, that ruthless aggression era. Yeah, was one of the worst in my opinion. Once he kind of got a handle on what his character was supposed to be, and you got the Thugonomics guy, you're like, yeah. okay, this is a little bit more interesting. And then, honestly, it's hurting without him. It's hurting without John Cena. Like, yeah. As, yeah. as one of the guys that, you know. They're going to have to create new stars, though, man. They can't rely on the past. And then it's, you know, yeah. we'll see where it goes. Well, hey, thanks for uh, 
jumping on here, guys. Appreciate it again. Um, make sure you go to Kayfabe Culture and um, Extraordinary Culture as well, right? Extraordinary yes. Culture is the main one. Kayfabe Culture is uh, kind of an offshoot of that. Yeah. We, we do it after every, every pretty much every, after every major pay-per-view. Yeah. Major pay-per-view. So. And Kayfabe, or um, I'm sorry, Extraordinary Culture is more of just kind of everything, right? A little bit of everything, music, movies, sports, food, and beer. Is what there you go. We're about once a, that's a once a month, and Kayfabe Culture is like after every major pay-per-view. Hey, I'm just looking forward to watching Halloween Havoc, man. The return there of you Halloween go, Havoc. dude. It's about time, huh? One of my favorite pay-per-views. We, we will do a we will do a kayfabe culture episode after Halloween Havoc. We will nice. do that. Mike, Mike, you're welcome to join us anytime. For sure, uh, we'll brother. Throw the invites out, man. Yeah, anytime. Uh, they just brought the iconic logo out, man. That's, that shit was brought yeah, back a lot of memories. I, I haven't watched the show, but I did see that, and I was like, "Ooh, this is interesting." All right, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. All right, guys, thanks for joining, man. Uh, we'll see you later. Absolutely. Bye. Uh -huh. Take care, guys. Yeah.